Welcome to the weekly worship service from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbon A and Kankakee. In today's service, you will hear readings from God's Word, a message from our pastor, the Lord's Prayer, and a blessing for you and your family. But first, a few announcements about our ministry at St. Paul's. We invite you to join us for our weekly 5 p.m. Saturday worship service at our church located at 348 East Merchant Street in downtown Kankakee. We also hold weekly Sunday morning worship services at 8.30 and 11.05 at our school site, located at 1780 Career Center Road in Bourbon A. If you have any health reasons that might keep you away from in-person worship, please consider one of our alternative worship services, such as our worship page on our website, our weekly WKAN broadcast, and through our Facebook stream. You may also request an audio copy or opt for our podcast. All worship services and church information are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. The latest information on our response to the pandemic is available by clicking the COVID-19 tab at the top of the page. For more information about St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, please call the church office at 815-932-0312. And now we pray that you are blessed by the Word of God in today's worship. The Old Testament lesson for the eve of the Nativity of our Lord comes from the book of Isaiah chapter 7. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz, Ask the sign of the Lord your God, let it be as deep as Sheol or as high as heaven. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, and I will not put the Lord to the test. And he said, Hear then, O house of David, is it too little for you to weary men that you also weary my God? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. This is the word of the Lord.
The epistle reading is from 1 John chapter 4. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world, so that we might live through him. And this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him, and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. This is the word of the Lord. We stand for the reading of the Holy Gospel. Suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, 
Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. This is the Gospel of the Lord. change to change 
And that can be pretty frustrating, can it? I wonder if that's how God's Old Testament people felt every different times in their history. You see, through his prophets, we heard from Isaiah tonight, the Lord gave them promise after promise that a Savior would come. The Old Testament is always pointing ahead to the coming Christ. For centuries, God's people waited. For centuries, God's promise went unfulfilled. For the longest time, it seemed like nothing seemed to change. But then something happened. With little fanfare, with very few people in the world even noticing, something changed. Actually, everything changed. Who or what was behind it? Well, it wasn't a natural disaster. It wasn't a, an invasion of some sort. It wasn't even an amazing invention. The more, most important change in the history of the world took place when a baby was born in Bethlehem. Thousands of years after God promised Abraham that through his offspring all nations on the earth would be blessed. Hundreds of years after Isaiah prophesied that this shoot would come out of the stump of Jesse. Nine months after the angel Gabriel announced to a young virgin that she would give birth to a son, a baby was born. Tonight we celebrate the birth of that child. Tonight we recognize that a baby in a manger is no ordinary child. Tonight we give thanks to God the Father for the gift of his son. This is indeed a child that changes everything. And that's what Mary was thinking, thinking to herself as she tried to contemplate what had just happened. Because Mary was engaged, planning to get married, Lord willing, planning to have children, but they got ahead of the plans, didn't they? The Lord sent an angel to Mary to tell her that she had been singled out to receive a very special blessing. This was not a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. This was a privilege that God gave to only one person in the history of the world. The angel Gabriel told Mary that she would be with child. Even though she was a virgin, she would become pregnant. And Gabriel reminded her that nothing is impossible with God. And in her womb, she would carry the promised one, the Messiah, the Savior of the world. Nine months later, the child was born. Just as Micah predicted, he was born in Bethlehem. Just as Luke recorded, she laid her firstborn son in a manger. And as Gabriel told her, she gave him the name Jesus, the Lord saves. But probably without a complete understanding and knowledge of how descriptive that name would be. This child changes everything. And that's what Joseph said to himself as he woke up from the most remarkable dream because Joseph found out that his uh, future wife was pregnant and he went through the gamut of emotions. He was angry and disappointed and heartbroken, but he was also a righteous man, we're told. He did not want to expose her to public disgrace. Instead of deciding to divorce her quietly and quietly move on, but then he had a dream. An angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and told him that things were not really as they appeared. That Mary had not been unfaithful to him, that this pregnancy was the work of God. This child conceived in her through the Holy Spirit is the Son of God. And as a result, there was no reason that he and Mary should not get married, and so they did. They got married. Because of census, they spent their honeymoon traveling to Bethlehem. 
Because there were no rooms available, they had to settle for a stable. Shortly after they settled in for the night, Joseph became a father, perhaps we should say a stepfather. And in obedience to the angel's words, he named his son Jesus, because he would save his people from their sins. This child changes everything. That's what the angels said that night on Christmas Eve. In Psalm 103, King David describes the angels as the mighty ones who do God's bidding. And on that night, the Lord of heaven and earth gave his heavenly creatures a very special task. God sent an angel to the shepherds who were watching over their flocks. He told them, do not be afraid. He told them that he brought good news of a great joy. He told them that the Savior of the world had been born. He gave them a location, the town of David, Bethlehem. He gave them a sign. The baby would be wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Then the messenger angel was joined by a heavenly chorus. The glory of the angels lit up the sky. The voices uh, filled the shepherds with wonder and awe as they sang, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. This child changes everything. That's what the shepherds were saying to one another after the angels disappeared from their sight. They had begun, the night had begun like every other night. After all, watching sheep was not the most exciting work, especially at dark. Uh, there was the occasional bandit, maybe the wild animal to contend with, but on this evening, the Judean hillside was the picture of peace. That was until the announcement of the angels shattered their peaceful silence. Until the glory of the angels scattered the darkness. In a matter of moments, the, the, the shepherds went from being afraid and confused then to be amazed. And as amazed as they were, they came face to face with this supernatural being. They were even more amazed at his message. The shepherds were the first to hear the long-awaited Christ child, the Messiah, had finally come. But it wasn't enough to hear about him. They had to see him. And they just couldn't wait to tell others about him, which means that something else changed that night. The Lord took these ordinary men, these shepherds, and made them missionaries. They hurried to the stable to see Jesus, and from there they went off to tell their friends, their neighbors, really anyone that they would listen to tell them the good news that a Savior had been born. This child changes everything. And that's what the Magi concluded. They gazed into the starry skies and they weren't sure. And now we're not sure whether they were astronomers or astrologers or somewhere in between. But these wise men had some knowledge of the wisdom that comes from God. They had seen a star in the east, a new star that wasn't part of any of the constellations on their charts. That star signaled the birth of a king. That star led them on a quest to find this king. And ultimately that star led them to the place where the child was. When they arrived, they bowed down and worshiped him. We get more details on that story in our reading in 12 days. But who would have thought that a single solitary birth could impact so many lives? But it did. The birth of Jesus forever changed the lives of Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and the wise men. They saw him, they held him, they worshiped him. And on this Christmas Eve, we listen to these people and learn from their experiences. 
recognizing the birth of Jesus also changes us. This child changes everything. It changes the way we look at history. His birth teaches that nothing in the past happened by accident or by chance. That every moment, every event, every coincidence, every twist, every turn, everything that happened, happened for a reason. That the Lord took all these things and wove together the events of world history and salvation history to bring to fulfillment His plan to save the world from the problem of sin. This child changes everything. It changes the way that we look at God, doesn't it? I mean, God is holy and God is perfect and God demands perfection from His creatures and, and there's a threat of punishment of those that do not comply. But, but here, in the Christmas story, we catch a glimpse of another side of God. We see God's generosity. We see God as the giver of gifts. We see the Father's gift of love wrapped in swaddling cross. We see God's amazing grace revealed in a manger. This child changes everything. It changes the way that we look at our own lives, doesn't it? I mean, it should. We don't talk about it as much on Christmas, but most of here know most of us here know why Jesus was born. He was born to die. Thirty-three years after Jesus was born, he died. He died on the cross. He died to save us from our sins. He died to give us eternal life. And because he died, Jesus gives meaning and purpose to our lives on earth. Because he died, we live. We live to serve and obey Him. We live to treasure the gospel and ponder it in our hearts as Mary did. We live to praise Him like the angels. We live to share the good news like the shepherds. We, we live to thank our Savior every day for saving us. I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with those, how many people does it take to change the light bulb jokes? <laughs> but there's a question for you, but it's not a joke. How many people does it take to change the world? The answer is one. It only takes one person to change the world. As long as that person is a child, a very special child. And that is who we celebrate tonight. Tonight we celebrate the birth of Jesus. Tonight we worship our newborn king. Tonight we give thanks and praise for, to God for the gift of his son. A child who changes everything. This child changes everything. And I pray that you know the blessings of life, that you know the blessings of eternal life with this child, Jesus. So go forth with this peace and enjoy a very merry Christmas. Amen. Please stand. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and guard your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. 
From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Dear friends, go with God's blessing this day. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this time of worship. From all of us at St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, we thank you for listening. More worship opportunities are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. Just click worship at the top of the page. May God bless you and your family each and every day. And again, thank you for listening.